Hello. So this is the Elevated Human Podcast, and I'm Ashley, in case you're new here. I decided to take all the bells and whistles off the intro. No music, no long intro, because I want it to be like we're just friends having conversations. And um, so if you're new here or if you've listened before, this is where we talk about all things energy related. My practice of energy, changing energy is rooted in feng shui. So that's what I talk a lot about. But there are many other areas that I'm diving into. So today, I'm so excited to share with you this conversation I had with Christina Hollinger. She is a feng shui consultant, and we've been friends online. (laughs) She's an online Instagram friend for over a year. And our, our... expertise or the way we talk about feng shui kind of like complements each other. She's definitely more, I would say, so we both come from the same study of feng shui. It's called B2B, but I talk about it differently than she does. And I think you'll see that in our conversation. And what's cool is you could talk to 10 different feng shui experts and kind of get a different approach from everyone because feng shui is an art as much as it is a science. So it was fun for me to talk to Christina because she inspired me um, to think differently about things that um, I normally wouldn't think about. And I think you're going to love this conversation. We talk about the year of the ox. Um, So that's this year and how to kind of like get in line with it. We talk about the natural elements and how it affects your relationships and we just talk a lot. Christina gives us really good tips, five tips for changing the feng shui in your home immediately. And um, yeah, I think you're really going to like it. I will post in the show notes where you can find her. You should definitely follow her. She has some great content. And oh, by the way, my book, High Vibe Feng Shui, 11 Steps to Achieving Your Best Life is out. It's on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, at Target, Walmart, all the places. Get it. Please follow along um, with me and feng shui your space on Instagram. I'm at feng shui ash and I am doing kind of like a bedroom makeover in live time. So if you want to follow along with me, grab the book and pick a room and we'll feng shui together. Um, If you buy the book, please review it. I, as a thank you, I will send you an unreleased love feng shui guide. It's just a deep dive into love. And you could send me a screenshot of your review and then I'll send you a link. All right, here we go. Let's talk to Christina. Christina, thank you for coming on the podcast and chatting with me today. Hi, Ash. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm excited because I was just telling you off offline that so the lunar new year aka chinese new year happened february was it 12th i believe yep and i am just not tapped in i know this year's metal i'm into that energy but i'm not quite up to date on the ox energy so i'm excited for you to you're going to tell us about it i feel like you're always on top of the like these kind of things like (laughs) i don't know how to explain it Well, you know, you and I both agree on this aspect of feng shui that it's just like this way of life. So I definitely feel like when you are aware of what 
the universal energy is for all of us, then it helps you just feel more prepared and you can really um, harness the energy and go with the flow instead of trying to swim against the current. So that's why I'm always really tuned into, you know, the moon phases and Mercury retrograde and all of those different things. And, you know, going into the year of the metal ox is another as, you know, aspect of that universal chi that we're all experiencing. So I'd be happy to talk a little bit about some insight um, as to what to expect in the year of the metal ox in 2021. Would you like to hear some of it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get right it. into it. Yes. Okay. So the first thing is that we are leaving the year of the metal rat. And in the Chinese zodiac, there's 12 zodiac signs. And the rat was the first zodiac. So last year, 2020, it was a doozy, I know, but the whole energy behind that was new beginnings, starting over, um, building a foundation for the next 12 years. So that was last year. That was last year. And it was like the world came crashing down last year. So I guess it would be a new beginning, right? Like by the end of it. We've all had a pivot. We've all had to start over and really rethink what is it we want to be doing, you know, in our life. I even started this little side, you know, um, project on Instagram where I was interviewing people. You came on the show too. Like I called it Soulpreneur Sunday. And it was all about, you know, people who have left their nine to fives or their seven to seven to, to really follow their passions and their true life calling. Because we all had this wake up call in 2020 of like, you know what, you get this one life, you get this one chance, what are you going to do with it? You know, because we were all stuck at home thinking about it. Um, So 2020 was ripe for that. And you might've felt like you had to work extra hard in order to, you know, build that foundation. And now in 2021, the year of the metal ox, you still have that hardworking energy, but you're going to be able to sort of kind of go with that momentum that you've already built Um, But the unfortunate thing is I don't like to, you know, I don't want to make anyone feel disappointed, but it's still very hardworking. When you think of an ox and you think of, you know, they're all, they're slow and steady wins the race. That's one, like one of the mantras for 2021 with the ox. Um, I know you like pop culture, Ash, so I'll I'll go there for you. So some famous oxen are Barack Obama, Walt Disney, Princess Diana, George Clooney. So you kind of think about, they all have their own different personalities, but they've all sort of had like these big dreams and they had to face adversity and still make it happen. Um, So like when I think about Walt Disney, my favorite quote from him is like, if you can dream it, you can do it. So I think the biggest message for the year of the ox would also be if you have a dream that you just need to believe in it and chip away at it. So every one small step that will take you one step closer to that Walt Disney world that you're trying to build. I'm curious, what are you, what did you like, what came crumbling down for you last year? And then what are you building or working towards this year? And by the way, I love that you did the IG lives, which tell us your handle so we can all look at those again. Yeah. At Christina Hollinger. Um, It's just Christina.Hollinger. So that's my handle on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Tell me, what are you working on this year? 
how are you getting into the ox? Yeah. So many things, you know, so my personal element is I'm a wood rat. So if you go online, like Ash, you're really good at that. You shared everyone like with how they could figure out their personal element. And then when you combine that with your Zodiac, you can really learn more about your energy. What are you? I am a metal monkey. Okay. Well, I don't know for sure exactly how you'll be affected, but monkeys are really playful and rats are really like, they're busy and they're, they're actually really organized if you could believe it or not. Um, so for us, I think it's like, it's a little bit tricky because we're going to want to move really fast. Like, I don't know if that's your nature. I just, I tend to want things. I'm kind of like a like, let's go, go, go. And I want to see automatic results. And we're not going to necessarily get that this year. (laughs) See, I am very much, I follow human design. Like that is very much where my brain is. Human design, Kabbalistic astrology right now. Anyway, so in human design, I'm a manifesting generator. So I'm always doing a hundred different things at once. So that's interesting. What, so you, cause you were saying, is the rat the go, go, go? Yeah. And even monkeys are really playful and, and sort of, you know, I mean, you might be able to go with the flow a little bit more, but if we were to think about the, the year of the ox, you asked me, you know, what am I working on this year? Um, I'm truly just trying to, um, stay focused in, you know, I, I work in schools. Um, I was a teacher for 10 years, a school administrator for a few years, and I'm still working in public education as a social emotional learning coordinator, as well as being a mom. But, you know, the other piece of me that is calling me is always my being a feng shui expert. So I'm always trying to lean more into that. So I'm still going to continue to focus on growing, um, just growing, my visibility in this space, you know, so. And you're a teacher. So you were a teacher. Okay. This makes sense why you're so good at teaching on your Instagram. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Together. It's almost to a fault, but I, yeah, I am very inform informational on my Instagram. Yeah. Um, you know, feng shui was something that I really just accidentally found in 2012 um, do you mind if I share a little yeah, bit about tell that? Yeah, tell me, tell me. So I was living in the South Loop of Chicago with my husband and we had just gotten married. Um, I had a new teaching job, new workout regimen that, you know, kept me really busy and life seemed to be going really well from the outside, but something deep down just felt like it was missing and I couldn't figure it out. So The first thing I did, I'm also a Libra. So I really love beautiful being surrounded by beauty. And I looked around our South Loop apartment at the time. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to fix this place up because it had stark white walls and everything was just really basic. Um, We hadn't painted the place in the three years we lived there. So I decided to update our place using feng shui principles. And Literally, I just found it on Google. And a couple months after feng shuiing our home with the different colors and using specific shapes in different areas, life really just started to move fast. And all of a sudden, all the things that were felt like were blocking me in my life just opened up. Um, We found out we were having our first baby. We bought our first home with grace and ease, thank goodness. 
my husband got an exciting advancement in his career and that was the beginning. So of course, you know, we moved and I functioned that property. And then I just continued to go from there. Um, and the point is I teach about feng shui here. We are like a decade later and I teach about it because it's so empowering that when you feel so out of control and many of us do after, during a pandemic, um, the one thing we can control is our environment, which ultimately shifts our energy and then attracts miracles. Literally just miracles will come into your life. Salute creative solutions that you could never dream up on your own. So that's my soapbox of why I love feng shui and just why I've really, really been um, energetic about sharing it with everybody. Yeah, I love that. That is so true. It's like, is the one thing you can control when everything is going haywire? Because my experience is like yours. My life was like, I was in a lull. I feel like that's when a lot of people turn to, you know, holistic practices is when something's going on in their life. So that's really cool. But I always say it's would be nice for people to not have to experience some sort of, you know, whatever crappiness in their life to, to find the practice. Yes. And I agree with you. You know, you don't necessarily have to be going through a hard time in order to find feng shui. I mean, to be honest, I guess I had a gentle introduction because it wasn't a major tragic thing yeah. going on in my life. I really just felt something was missing. And then when I found this, this, beautiful, magnificent practice of feng shui. It was just really exciting for me. <laughs> yeah. So you're someone who was like, life was pretty good, but you felt like it could be better. So you used it to like enhance your life. And expand. Yeah. You know, I think that's the biggest thing that feng shui will do for people is it will help you expand into your fullest self, your fullest potential. And your soul is always going to be nagging at you. Like your calling is always going to be there until you answer the door. And some people never answer the door. And yeah. so, you know, that's a choice that you can make. But if you feel like there's just something more out there and you're trying to figure it out, give feng shui a try. That's what I would say. And this is so not a commercial for it, but this is just kind of explaining why I'm so passionate about it. Um, yeah. And two, like, I always say it's easy to have a nice designed home. That's easy. But to like create a space that's like supports who you want to be and what you want to achieve in life. And is you, you know, it's an extension of who you are. So to create a space like that, that's when like the magic can happen in your life, when that's the environment that you surround yourself in, not a nicely designed home in quotes, you know? Right. And Even I like both. Yes. Well, I've, I'm a huge fan of HGTV. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go there right now because, you know, one of my really, really exciting thing that happened in 2020 was that I got to go on Windy City Rehab with Allison Victoria um, for her season two on HGTV. And, you know, for as crappy and crazy of a year as 2020 was, that was like one of one of my biggest dreams became a reality because I'm from Chicago or near Chicago. And it was just so exciting to be a part of that show and a part of the history that I believe that she's making out there. Um, but one thing that's really, I did a feng shui space clearing. And one thing that's really interesting about, we're talking about designing your home. Um, when you go on a website and you see a, a home and you're shopping it can sometimes be really interesting when you actually show up on site and feel 
the house's energy. I mean, it's something you can't explain, but you can't fake energy, you know? And so that's what I love about feng shui is that it's going to, you can have a beautiful home and space, but then it feels good too. And I'll, I'll let you in on this secret here. Like when I originally pitched working with Allison, like I really wanted to do like a real feng shui consultation to help like it's, it's hard to explain, but when you can integrate design with feng shui, like magical things happen. Um, so I think doing the feng shui space clearing was an awesome opportunity and I was so grateful for it, but I just feel like there's even more of a place for feng shui in design. I feel like, you know, you could even go further with it besides of space clearing. You could go with intentional design with the shapes and the elements that you're incorporating in your space using the bagel map or energy map, as you call it. So I just feel like when you ask me what I'm up to in 2021, I just feel like there's so much more. It's like, that was just the beginning. I feel like there's so much more. Oh my gosh. And you are so right. It's like, yeah, you can see a picture of a nice place or watch, watch a house tour on TV, but energy doesn't lie. When you walk into a space, you could feel the energy. Like I know I'm thinking of a space in my head and I'm not going to say who's of a beautiful house, but you walk in and the energy just feels like, it feels like so low energy mm-hmm. because I know the person who designed it just made, you know, like didn't design it with intention, didn't design it like to fit who it's just a pretty house, you know? Mm-hmm. I think design and feng shui, it shouldn't be separate. Like you were saying, it should be like hand in hand. Hey, do you follow Kelly Wurstler by any chance? No, but it sounds like I should. Who is it? She is this really amazing um, designer and she's kind of, she's iconic. Basically she teaches a class and master class, and she always says your home should tell a story. And I think that's so true. Your home should tell a story to you and it should feel good. And yeah. So going back to, okay. So the metal, so metal ox. So this year it's just like slow and steady. Keep on keeping on, have faith that it's whatever you're working on and the seeds that you're planting will come to fruition metal. So metal energy, let's talk about how to get into like some things that you can do to incorporate or get into the metal energy in your life. So wait, and by the way, since I'm metal, but last year was metal, I was going to say last metal should be my year. Right. But last year was metal and it was not my year. Mm. (laughs) Interesting. I can't say it's going to be someone's year and it's not going to be, you know, I think the key to this is just all about balance. So let's first talk about the qualities of metal. Um, Metal energy, um, it represents the children and creativity area. And it also represents, I think it also harnesses, you know, like it could um, harness the career area because metal holds water, um, but also activates helpful people and travel. And it, it honors it really enhances, excuse me, communication, and it's going to enhance collaboration and working together. So especially when I think about the helpful people travel area and the creativity. So if you're a blogger or really anything that you want to do this year with communicating an author such as yourself, Ash, which congrats on your book. I love it. it. Um, if you're a blogger, an author, um, or any doing anything on social media, this is a great year to communicate um, 
with your audience and to continue to grow it. And it's a great year to work together collaboratively with other people. Ah. Yeah. So um, my word, do you choose one word every year? Because I do that. And I do. And then I, I think I chose one this year. Oh, flow. I think mine was flow. And I was going to say I forgot, but I think it is flow, actually. That's a beautiful word. Yeah, my focus is um, making, being open to what the universe sends me and going with flow, making choices based on what's presented to me and not forcing things. Because I feel like in years past, I force, 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 and that, that is not what I want this year. And that's really exhausting. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's, I think that that's a great word for the year of the ox because, you know, you got to keep chugging along little by little. Um, and force is just not, it's going to work against us this year for sure. Um, my year this year is partnership. So I'm just really looking to work with other like-minded individuals because this is just not, you know, my men- my message to share. I think that there's a lot of different ways to tell the same story. And I'm just excited to work with people. So it's it's funny that you just said that because the way you talk about, like, you know, hearing you talk about what this year is going to bring in terms of metal element, it like inspires me because it would, if I were to say it, it would come out completely differently. So it's like fun to exchange the information in our point of view and, you know, yes, yes. And you know, the listeners can't see. I'm wearing metal hoop earrings right now. The colors this year is, are white and gold. So that those will be power colors for the year. Um, metal is represented with a circle. So you can't see me guys, but I'm wearing polka dots. <laughs> I'm, yes. really, I'm really doing the metal today because metal again is going to, if you want to communicate clearly and precisely, wear the metal element. It's a great color to do that. Now, some ways to like, too much metal could cause perfectionism. You might really just get really hyper-focused on being perfect. So you don't want to freeze and paralyze yourself from creating because you are afraid it's not perfect. So one way to avoid that is just to stay grounded. So some tips for the year of the metal ox to stay grounded are um, literally I'm holding two rose quartz. You can hold um, any kind of crystals that keep you grounded or that speak to you. You could use a grounding mat or literally stand outside in the grass to ground yourself. Um, meditation is a great way to stay grounded as well. And breath sure work. Tips. Yeah, yeah, breath work. I'm so obsessed with breathing um, this year. I've had pa- a lot of panic, like full disclosure. I think if you're following me, then you know my situation. I've had a lot of panic, which is kind of like in your head in the air and breathing always brings me back down to reality and holding my breath as a side note. Really interesting, Ashley, because um, metal element also, it represents um, the lungs and, and breathing. Oh. Yeah. So for the past two years, of course, we've got all this stuff going on with COVID, but yeah, the past two years, um, it's just something to be, to be mindful of is that it's, you know, just take extra care and take some deep breaths. And, you know, if you're a wood element like me, um, stay hydrated, you know, you're cause metal chops wood, right? So you really want to make sure that you stay strong in your element and a supportive way for the wood element is through drinking water. Um, so yeah, 
I love the elements. No, I'm super in the elements. And I wrote about it in my book. And I know you have a book too, that you wrote about the elements, um, which I'll link to in the show notes. And I've got an element tattoo now. Yeah. Can I see it? And I'm sorry, because everyone well, at home, is it four elements or? No, I have all of them. So five elements. Okay. I got, yeah. I got it for my children. And then I was like, well, heck, I can't, I consider them both two elements. And then, okay. then I was why like, did, well, why do you consider them two elements? Okay. So for like, okay. So for instance, because, because I look at their traditional Chinese medicine element, which is what we go by for feng shui. But then I also look at the astrological elements. And then, um, so my son is like fire energy, but he was born in December, which is water energy. So, mm. and then I have my husband, then I feel like, well, I have to represent me. I have to represent my husband. And then I'm like, well, I can't leave wood out. So I have to put the wood element on my arm. <laughs> So I'm fully balanced with the elements in my tattoo. That was a great idea yeah. to have all five on there. Because yeah. really, you know, there's, you know, there's a trick in feng shui. I guess it's a trick. I've heard of this before. Like there's, so when I love the energy map, I love the bagel map. And so people always are asking like, Ooh, how do I enhance like the wealth or the wealth area? And of course it is very, um, enhanced by the wood element and the water element, but really in any space, it's nice to have a little bit of all five elements because then that's really going to create the harmony. And I mean, if you, if you go a little heavier on the wood and the water element in the wealth qua, that's fine because it's like really activated by that, you know, but yeah. you know, having a little bit of metal and lot, um, metal earth and fire in the wealth qua is great too, because then you're just creating this harmony in your space. Yeah. So um, from a design aspect, I absolutely love thinking about the five elements. Um, and I will do a shameless plug here. I, I, I have an affiliation with the Astro Twins. Oh, I love them. Wait, did you ever talk to them on IGTV yet? No, I know you were waiting for me to yeah. go on with OP. Ophi, I'm, I'm going to call her out right now. She owes me an IGTV. So we will get around to that. Um, we're actually like, so our partnership is just the fact that they have a feng shui course called the Home Reset. And the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because it's, first of all, it's a digital course, great for beginners, but um, they have this module about your personal element. And so if you don't know who Ophi from the Astro Twins is, she's one of the astrologers of Elle Magazine. And she basically created like this feng shui astrology. So like explaining what your personality is like on the elements and then how you interact with other people's personalities in your home, which is huge. Um, and, you know, this is something that I would have loved to have created this course myself had I had the time and resources. So when it was brought to me to share with other people, which you can find it, christinahollinger.com, I was super psyched because it's very aligned with what I would want to teach people. Um, and just as a quick example, you know, I'm a wood element and my husband's a fire element. So as soon as I learned about the element personalities, I was like, okay, how can I balance this out? Because fire, we all know it does to wood, burns the wood, right? So I was like, I need to um, enhance our space so that it kind of, it nourishes me 
and I don't get burnt out. And then it also kind of dims the fire just a little bit. So, you know, there's different ways you can do that in your environment. So then everyone feels more balanced and harmonious in your house. See, this is what I love, love talking about because my son too is fire element. I'm metal, fire burns metal or like bends metal. So it's so true. It's like the, so the earth is the in-between. So to kind of like, and I always try to get him outside and like, I need a buffer between us sometimes because he just, he wears me out. Mm -hmm. And my husband is water element. We know water puts out fire. And so I always am like trying to get my husband to be conscious of sometimes what his energy can do to my sons. It's so fascinating when you really get into it. It's super fascinating. And so with your husband being, you said your husband's fire. My husband's and, water. I'm um, sorry. Who's the Sno- fire element? No, my son is okay. fire. So like with, with my husband being fire, with your son being fire, you know, you said you did a lot of things outside to get that earth element, you know, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we've done in our home is we do have a lot of earth element because you know, if you throw dirt on a fire, it's not going to completely put it out, but it's going to sort of like mm-hmm. tone it down a little bit. Tame it. Tame it. <laughs> and that's kind of, you know, whereas, you know, if you put too much water elements in your environment, then you're just completely dousing the fire and you don't want to just totally douse them, you know? Yeah. So I think the, the earth element is a great one because it also then supports the metal. So that's a great, um, tip and trick. I feel like, I feel like listeners should just like DM you or I, if like they have questions about yeah how the elements in their household interact, because I think that would be a really great, you know, discussion to have with uh-huh. any listener that is curious because every situation is so unique. And it's fun because you can change the relationships you have with other people by, you know, bringing in different energy, basically based on the five elements. Um, that was, I could probably talk about that forever, but I also want to talk about, um, a couple things. So I want to know from you, since it's a new year, a new Chinese year, new lunar year, do you have any kind of like rituals you do at the beginning of the year to set your intentions for this, this current year? Like, what do you do? I hundred percent do. And this was the first year that I actually shared it publicly on my Instagram and created a, a mini course. It was called welcoming the wealth gods. Um, and that is a Chinese new year tradition that you do on Chinese new year's Eve. Um, and it's, it's literally this, have you ever heard of that ceremony before? I don't think so. And I'm curious. So for listeners out there, I'm curious why you n- never got to you because well, tell you me what I it is. Studied BTB school feng shui. Probably. Is it, is it the bowl or is it, I, I might know, tell me what it is. Cause I feel like people, everyone has their own name for these rituals. Well, I really got it from my teacher, Lori Polly. So Lori Polly started the feng shui school of Chicago she had met Professor Thomas Lignon, who has since passed, but that's who brought BTV School to the United States in the 80s from China. 
Um, but she, I know she learned it from professor and she would have these Chinese new year parties every single year to, you know, help people welcome the wealth gods. And it's a, literally a ceremony. We put out nine bowls of specific foods, for example, noodles for long life, um, dumplings for pockets full of money, different things like that. And between the hours of 11, a, 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. on New Year's Eve, you actually go outside with incense and you turn in all four directions and say a specific, you know, mantra to welcome the wealth gods from all directions. And then they come into your home with you and it's this big ordeal. So um, it's super fun. I've been doing it for the last six years and it's super awesome because every year you can look back and think, wow, magic happens, miracles happen. Um, you know, it could be financial abundance that comes into your life, but you can define abundance however you wish. And once you state that to the universe and you welcome the wealth in for the new year, um, it's a very auspicious time to do that because it's a new moon um, and it's just uh, an energetically auspicious time to welcome the wealth. I'm going to do it with you next year. Well, you know, I'm this year I did a free Zoom class on it. And then it was like, if you really want this to keep, you can buy it. It's not on my site anymore, but maybe next year I'll host yeah. something again. Yeah. And I'll let you know. That would be um, cool. Because it's fun. Like, let's spread the wealth, share the wealth, literally. Um, and then I also do an orange peel blessing where you sort of plant, you know, oranges and yes. feng shui represent abundance. And you cut nine oranges into eight little mm-hmm circle. Yeah. So that orange peel blessing is really auspicious to do around the new year as well. So you put it in the water. Is this how you do it? Cause I, so you break it off into like eight, it comes out to like 82 or 80 something peels in the water bowl. And then you spritz it around your house. Is that how you do it too? In a clockwise pattern? Similar. I don't yeah. think like I actually cut like, so it'll be 81 cause you'll cut nine. Yes. 81. Yeah. Each orange, but yeah. And then you leave it overnight and I put, I sprinkle it like in each gua so I can yeah. set my intention. I envision like the seeds planting in that area of life and, and imagine the tree growing overnight. Um, and then I also do a changing of the chi ritual where you open up all the windows. I personally, again, I'm from Chicago area, so we don't really open our windows that much during the winter this is a great opportunity doing some of these rituals because you open the door, you open the windows and you um, mindfully and intentionally breathe in new energy, new air into your home, into your space. And it's very revitalizing. And it just is like this reset button. And that's what I love about the lunar new year, because it comes after January 1, when we celebrate the new year, it's like a month later usually, and you can kind of have like another reset and just kind of, and it's a very energetically auspicious time to reset. Yeah, that's a good point about the new lunar new year because everyone's getting ramped up for January. And then I feel like by February, people were like, uh, you know, like they've already forgotten. So lunar new year is a time and it's still, it's not too late. It just passed. So it's these rituals that we're talking about and how to get into the flow of this year. It's like, start now. And, mm-hmm. um, and the last thing I want to ask you, and by the way, this is gold. All this information is such gold, energetic gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you for sharing it. Um, the last thing is just kind of a random 
thing. So for you, how do you use feng shui on a daily basis or, and, or like, what do you make sure is in order every day? So what I mean is like, for me, I'm like, oh my God, my stove has to be clean. Oh my God. I have to put all this stuff. Like I cannot have clutter in my space. What is it for you feng shui wise that you do on a daily basis? Well, of course, it's wonderful that your stove is clean because that represents the money in the home and that's extremely important to tend to. So good for you, Ash, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, Wow. You know, growing up, I literally called myself like a clean freak. I was like, what is wrong with me? Like I just, I needed my space to be clean. And now I understand it's because I'm so sensitive to energy around me. Um, So I guess my standards are kind (laughs) of, my standards are kind of high, but when it comes to. So wait, does that mean like, are you like looking at doing baseboards every day? Can you come to my house if that's what you're doing? (laughs) No, no, but I feel like I'm always cleaning up and picking up clutter. You know, I have two young children. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So look, I am not going to be, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect in the home because I understand like we live in this house, but all right, here's the key things that I really pay quite a bit of attention to, you know, the kitchen represents the wealth in your home. So leaving a lot of dirty dishes out and things like that. Our kitchen also happens to be in our, actually in our wealth and in our fame and reputation. So I really don't like to have dishes piled up in our fame and reputation area, because what are people going to think of me, you know, Mm -hmm. but like literally your home is a metaphor for your life. So I really try to keep that, keep it tidy. Um, also your bedroom is how you care for your bedroom is a reflection of how you care for yourself. And I always say to anyone who's new to feng shui, start with your bedroom because I know there's so much to feng shui. There's so much you could do, but if you actually focus just on your bedroom, you could literally manifest the life you desire in all nine areas of life, just by focusing on the master. So that's a really important area to like, just make sure the bed's made. And like, I try my best to, to keep it tidy and picked up. Um, and then the third thing I'm going to say, so I said kitchen, bedroom. The third thing I would mention is that, um, oh gosh, now I'm going to say like, I'm going to say three, but there might be a couple of tips in here. Um, I really try to keep fresh flowers each week. This is something new that I started a couple, maybe a year ago. Um, and it really makes a huge difference. I have fresh flowers in when I go to the grocery store, I get them and they're in key areas. I have them on the dining room table in our career area, our kitchen table in our fame area and in our, uh, the corner kitchen of of our wealth. And it just, sometimes I'll even put them in our relationship. It just brings life to that space. And the reason why I was like, Ooh, it's kind of a bonus, a double one. I also make sure that I always open up the curtains to let light in because flowers and light really elevate the chi. I have to say one more. I'm sorry. So maybe I'm giving five things. I like <laughs> a candle religiously um, in our fame area. It just brings a lot of joy and warmth to our space, but also fame is the only gua that is activated by the fire element. So I just love adding real fire to that space. I love, love, love those tips. And I so agree with you with the flowers. I do fresh flowers every week too. I like to put flowers by my front door so that right when you open it, it's like, oh, like you just feel happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And what, yeah, I love 
Love those tips. Oh, about the light too. That's the first thing. I walk downstairs. I lift my blinds up. A, for practical reasons. I have plants in all the rooms and plants need sun, but so do we. I once had a client who's very well known actually. And when I went to her house, it was as if all of like the window treatment drapes, whatever have never had never been open. Like I don't understand people who don't throw open the windows and let the light in. I think it's an important, simple tip that we mention right now because yeah. it is not common practice. You would really? think it is, but it's not. I've gone on walks around the block and I'm like shocked at how many right. curtains are drawn. Yes. You know? And I get it for privacy reasons. You don't want people seeing your home, but light is the, it's completely free, <laughs> completely free. And it will elevate the energy of your home. Your home is a a living thing in my opinion. You want to give it. Yes. And actually I just had a a consultation with somebody who like, you know, really just did not want to give up the fake plants. And it was so interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mentioned flowers, but also we even just had like plants and a bamboo plant, or, you know, there's all sorts of plants that you could have that are very sturdy and low maintenance. Right. And they just bring in like this life to any space. And um, I mean, you know, fake flowers and plants, you know, if they look real, I mean, it's okay, but. Have you ever seen any of that? Like the best. Yeah. (laughs) Every time people ask me, is it okay for fake flowers or plants? The, The answer is if they look real enough, sure. But I've never in my life seen a plant or a fake flower that I like. So I always say, don't do it. But did your person, did your client end up getting rid of the plants? You know, some of them were like succulents and like they did look real. And I was like, you know what? It's better that you're placing that with intention than nothing at all. Um, And then we did find like a real plant in the house. And I was like, yay, you do have one. (laughs) We were having fun with it. And so, you know, little here, little there, you just, I think once people start to experience the results, just like you and I did, I mean, that's the funny thing about all of this to me. It's like, we're not just like sitting here talking about feng shui because it's just like, well, it is fun, but it's like we, you and I truly want to serve people with this empowering wisdom and it's ancient wisdom, but it's like, we're trying to bring it new life. We're trying to um, make it as accessible as meditation and yoga. And it's just, I feel like we're close. And I think a lot of people know what feng shui is, but I think there's still so many misconceptions and it's so simple. I think some of the tips we just gave, they're just so simple, but if you were to follow those five tips with intention, you know, you know, make your bed every day, clear the dishes, open the shades, light a candle and place fresh flowers with intention. If you were to do those five things every single day, for 27 days. And it's something you never really used to do, but you did it. Call me. I know you'll have a miracle in 27 days and then you're going to be hooked too. So it's just like, it's so simple, but if you just do it, then you get curious and then you're like, Oh, this stuff really works. Now tell me more because that's just the tip of the iceberg. Those five easy little tips, right? Yeah so much you can do. See, you're getting me excited. Like (laughs) I live this every day, but talking to you, I'm like, yes, I'm going to go do this. this." Um, Oh, I have to tell you something. You inspired me like a couple days ago. 
And I love that you're going on Instagram and you're doing your stories and giving tips. And that that's the thing about feng shui that I love is like, it's, it's, it's not just a, a book of rules. Like it's, there's so much to it. So I learned from other experts. So you went on Instagram and you said, you know, a, a little tip to elevate the chi in your home. A really easy one is to switch out pillowcases. Yeah. So you inspired me to go on Pottery Barn and to get a few new little things for our master bedroom. And I'm super like, I, I feel like it's going to be Christmas day when these things arrive. Uh, Thank you for that, that little tip. I love it. Yeah, you're welcome. It's so exciting. You're right. It's like the smallest changes, changing out a color on your pillows, change your life. It really, it sounds so crazy, but it's true. It makes you feel happier or I don't know, whatever it is you're trying to feel. And it's little things. Yeah, it's little things. It's adding a little, little, um, you know, I don't want to call it a knickknack because knickknacks are not, we don't want clutter, but like you could add a candle somewhere and light it every day with intention. And yeah. it's the littlest, smallest thing. And yet it's going to, it's going to generate some sort of shift in your life. And it's pretty exciting. Yeah, so it's, it is. Just to know, it's a great way to get unstuck. Yeah, yeah to, um, yeah, yes, I agree. <laughs> I know, I know, two feng shui consultants talking, obviously, <laughs> we're just going to sit here, we could talk all day about it. I know. It, it is exciting. Okay, tell, tell us your, where to find your book, what your book's called, your Instagram again, and any other information that we should know about you on how to Thank get you, in Ash. touch. Well, so it's pretty simple. I'm Christina with a K. Um, that's the most important thing. Christina with a K. Um, you can find me at christinahollinger.com. And um, my book is Teaching from the Heart with Feng Shui, Inspired Living for Teachers, Parents, and Kids. As a classroom teacher, I wrote this book. Um, it's, I love it. And thank you for allowing me to, to mention it because I feel like it's something I don't talk about too much. But it has everything I've ever done or know in that book. Um, and one of my exciting new projects, of course, I talked about the Astro Twins Home Reset, but one of my exciting new projects is I have a new digital mini course coming out and you can just get on the wait list and it's called the nine day feng shui method, elevate your career, wealth, and relationships. So it's extremely targeted towards those three areas of life and it's a nine day commitment to raise your vibration and to elevate your career, wealth, and relationships. I love that. I love that. And you have to follow her on Instagram because her Instagram's awesome. Thanks. I have so much fun doing it. And, you know, it's a little exhausting sometimes. No, I'm, if, yeah. I'm thinking of the year of the ox. It's like one small step. I'm like, as long as I could just, I want to stay connected with people. So I really try to commit to one post a day and I'm always coming, I always try to be aligned when I post because I believe people can feel your energy. So I'm yeah, like, I want to be inspiring. That. Yeah, like I always want to put something out there that's going to inspire somebody or make them feel good because feeling good is how you manifest the life you desire. So you, I can guarantee I'm just always going to just be putting out the good vibes, right? But um, yeah, thanks for mentioning the, the Instagram because it is... I feel like once we get off this call, like can we talk for like five more minutes? Yes, yes. We have to have some off the camera. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We do. Well, thank you for talking (laughs) on my podcast. Now let's talk in real life.
Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let me stop. So that's it. I hope you loved the conversation. I know it personally inspired me. Um, so you can find Christina at Christina Hollinger on Instagram. And I will put all of her other information in the show notes as well as where you can buy my book and my information to find me on Instagram. All right. Until next time, stay a high vibe.